This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your spooky hosts. And say your name. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the other spooky host. Tim. Tim, Wait. I forgot to say my name because halfway through I remember that it's going to be Halloween month by the time Happy this comes Halloween out. Happy Halloween month. Happy Halloween month. Ooh, the, <laughs> the cleverest theme month in all of podcasting. How about instead of Happy Halloween month, Scary Halloween month? Oh, how about uh, Scary Halloween <laughs> Don't well, no, say month. month. You, well, you, you gotta yeah. say month because that's well, what it is. Then you can't say the same first. <laughs> I words. know it's gonna change one of the other words, but the other the other two words are integral to yeah. to the communication mm-hmm. that needs to be happening. Yeah. Tim, All right. Scary a, Halloween month. There's a reason why uh, there's only one crypt keeper, and it's because somebody like him he can spit out those those. Uh, uh, scary related puns no problem yeah, he doesn't need some some other jackass like being like oh i have an alt and then doesn't even have an alt at no. all not even ready misunderstand the assignment yeah he would say you have an alt i have an axe they'd chop you with the axe yeah i mean you could have done that i could have done you could have chopped me with an axe i don't know where my axe is right now uh, oh, I know where it is where's Hang one on. of your many guns that you uh, have in your it's own. not an axe it's like a little hatchet it's not even that good of a hatchet. I brought it camping. It sucks as a hatchet. <laughs> what What did you get it for? You have a little hatchet in your New York City apartment? It, it's like uh, I got it for camping just to like oh, yeah. have some kind of hatchet. In case a mountain man came and attacked you in the nah, night? No, it's good for like firewood and stuff, you know, or uh, getting sticks. We're doing a fears episode right yeah. now, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get into that, but when you go camping, yes. what is your biggest fear? Ooh. Is it... Bear or mountain man or mountain man. Um, probably mountain man. For some bizarre reason, I think I'd be able to talk to a bear. You can reason with a bear. You can't reason <laughs> with a mountain man. Yeah, it seems intent like it's on easier. killing. Like a bear isn't there. Like, oh, I'm gonna approach that tent and kill whatever. Yeah, inside. Like the bear's food. just like, oh, I'm hungry. So like, you can figure that out. Yeah, a mountain man. He's made up his mind. He's yeah. out for blood. You can do things to prevent a bear from coming into your campsite. You can't do shit to prevent a mountain man. No, you'll be like, oh, great job freaking uh, tying your food up in a tree. I yeah. don't care about that. No. Try tying your blood up in a tree because that's what I'm after. You, you put a string with uh, bells on it or cans attached around the uh, campsite. Okay. So you knew I was coming five seconds before I uh, chopped yeah. you to bits. It didn't do you uh, 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 an inch of good. Well, unless you have your little hatchet with you. <laughs> no, it's like a little hatchet. It's stupid. It's such a bad design. You you order so much camping gear yeah. for a guy that like doesn't go camping all that often. And I w- and I never spend any kind of like. Anything more than like, I don't know, 10 to $15 on any piece of camping gear. I know. So I have a lot of really crappy camping gear, including this hatchet. The hatchet had a like a Swiss Army knife in the handle. So it just meant it wasn't a good hatchet or a good knife. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was thinking, oh, you'll cut your hand when you're trying to use the hatchet. I don't think that. I put the knife inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't keep it out. Right. Um, you bought a camping chair, Tom. Yes. And <laughs> you brought it to, you know, during COVID, we yeah. uh, a bunch of us, like, mm-hmm. you know, a our, group, our, our friend, friend group, group mm-hmm. would meet up for park hangs. We'd go to a lovely public park mm-hmm. and sit there. And one time, the first time you brought this camping chair... <laughs> And I dragged you for having this camping Not only chair. you, like everybody dragged I me. riled everybody up. I was yeah. a rabble oh, rouser. Oh, yeah, of course. Because like, without me, you get it. And we were all just relentlessly mocking you. You turned mm-hmm. all red. You stormed off. <laughs> but by like the third park hang, everybody had the yeah. same exact style every, camping every chair. Every new park hang, somebody had 
gotten the like, chair. Did they like sheepishly like text you like, "Hey, this is a little embarrassing," but like, where'd you get that camp? No, chair? that's the thing. I, I, at least one or two people, when I was like, "I got the camping chair," like, "Where'd you get it?" They'd be like, "Uh, oh, REI." I was like, "How much was it?" Uh, one hundred and sixty dollars. I was like, "No." Eighteen dollars on Amazon. That's what this is. Go worth. to Alibaba.com. Yeah. And and it's I mean, my camping chair is still uh riding strong. Hey. I mean you don't you don't use it a lot, right? No. I mean and we haven't had a park And I don't years. think anybody who bought one of these shares uses it a ton either. That's the thing. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say our spooky Halloween names. <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, I'm uh, 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 oh, boy. <laughs> Let's just use the ones from prepared. yesteryear, uh, from years past. Tomb? You're Tomb and I'm Skeletim. <laughs> yeah, Tomb and Skeletim. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no need for new. No, We've I got... think those are good names. Those are great names. Well, we had, to, we had to plus it up every year. Yeah. Tim, we walked into a Halloween party today. And uh, introduce ourselves that way. Uh, half the party would die of fright. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for. I th- I was co- I was prepared for some frights, <laughs> but not like but this. nothing on this level. Yeah, uh, yeah well, Halloween party. You figure you're gonna get scared. You're gonna get scared. You're gonna get startled a few yeah. times. Uh, well, Tim, to kick off Halloween month, we're talking about fear, fear, fears, fear. The idea of fear. Okay. Uh, which is... Would you is, say fear is a factor in your life? Tim, fear is a factor in everybody's life, except for one woman who I'll talk about later. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Evil Knievel's evil can evil's wife. <laughs> <laughs> evil Knievel's wife must have been so afraid. Uh, I don't... I, I don't think evil, he could hold down a marriage. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. No... Yeah, he couldn't hold down a marriage because his wives were like, oh, I can't take it. My heart can't take it. Yeah, that happens a lot with like- uh, Jumping over all those barrels and whatnot. What do you jump over? Barrels, I think? Yeah, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he was like kind of- I mean, I don't know. I'm not- Look, I'm not an evil Knievel expert. Right. But I think one of the reasons why like we know this like stuntman's name- Mm -hmm. It's because it's evil- uh, well, it's Which a good name, cool Evil Can Evil. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's because, like, uh, part of it. think of it, it rhymes, too. Sorry, go on. <laughs> part of it, I think, is that uh, I think he, like, somewhat frequently, like, failed and crashed in ways that you would think would kill a normal man. Right. But he, and it would be like, well, he's broken every bone in his body, and they're going to have to glue his spine That's back the together. announcer? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, That's how I picked that. Uh, yeah. Never, oh, never looks seen like evil's it. really done it this time. Oh, that spine's uh, never going to be the same again. Jesse Ventura was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Stuntman uh, color commentator. But but he he always got back up again until he died. But I think he died. I don't think he died in a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. He I died of say, old age. There he, yeah, something or maybe cancer or like a, yeah, a heart attack, something like. Not not in a stunt is uh, is essentially right. his son died. Uh, Robbie Knievel? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think so. I Hold think on. he died somewhat recently. Hold on. All right. First of all, he had two. He had two wives. At the same time? No. Okay. Linda Joan Bork. I was going to say, that would be the, the, the craziest stunt a man's ever pulled. He was married to Linda Linda Joan Bork, Tom. Uh-huh. From Bork. 19... <laughs> Bork. <laughs> That's not a last name. Bork? Yeah. Yeah. B-O-R-K? Yeah. You Bork? ever hear of a Supreme Court justice getting borked? Borked? Bork. A Supreme Court justice? Well, he almost became a Supreme Court. Ju- uh, Supreme, <laughs> Supreme, Jesus Christ. A Supreme Court. That's, that's a kind that's of probably yeah, that's why they were like, no, somebody's going to say that during an important uh, court case. He was married to her from 1959 to 1997, Tom. Okay, well, that was a long. Okay. And then the other one, uh, Crystal Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Guess how uh, Crystal is spelled. With a K? Yeah. Yeah. And a Y. So, uh, yeah, so uh, she was KK. Yeah. 
1999, divorced in 2001. That wasn't that wasn't that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says here he died of a broken heart. Uh, uh, he had been suffering. Oh, how old do you think Evil Knievel was when he died? Sixty-eight. <laughs> Remarkable. Sixty-nine. Nice. Tom, don't do that. Uh, diabetes and uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Okay. Sad. Yeah. Um. But what are we saying? Robbie Knievel? Yeah, I think Robbie Knievel died some other reason. <laughs> Robbie Knievel death is... Uh, uh, oh, he died at 60. Yeah. Okay, well, he outlived his old man. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. I forgot how I mean, in were. like in like years, he lived. You know, he died at a later date. <laughs> That's what I meant. Um. All right. Well, we don't need to. Uh, pancreatic cancer. That's very sad. Yeah. Well, good thing you ground the show to a halt. Of you out. were the one who was like, I think Robbie Knievel died. Yeah, but I didn't say either of them died doing doing stunts. Uh, they didn't. Tim, I want to talk about the idea of having no fear at all. Oh, like the shirt uh, shirt. prophesized. Tim, I have a hypothesis. So I looked into uh, no fear and... uh, We're getting into the topic. The topic, Fear. Fear. I looked into no fear, the brand. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Clothes, high quality um, stitching on those shirts. Were they? I feel like every No Fear shirt I ever saw as like a kid or teen was like very uh, worn. Oh, I was thinking it was more like boxy and like uh, scratchy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were like good no, they quality they shirts. Good quality. No. <laughs> uh, but it was for race car driver or like uh, racers. Some I think some were uh, by uh, BMX. Not BMX. Uh, wait, motor, what are you? Motocross. Wait, you're saying they were the people who started it. They were all. Okay. They were dudes that had no fear. So it was meant to be worn by. I think it was BMX just, guys. Not BMX. It was like motocross and uh, NASCAR. Like uh, I think these were guys. Tim, these were guys who just like going fast on things. But they were all professional uh, racers. Okay. And they uh, started this company, No Fear. And uh, people dug it. People liked so it. So they all had like phrases, mm-hmm. like uh, second place is the first loser. Uh, uh, no Fear did. I don't know if these men had phrases that they said that <laughs> became the shirts. <laughs> oh, wait. You're talking about something other than the shirts? I'm talking about the men who came up with the company. Of no fear. Yeah. Yeah. And they came, I assume somebody in the company came up with the phrase. Yeah, I don't know if it was them, Tim. They might have just been the money men. Yeah, who cares? They do, because they're rich off of no fear right now. That's true. But I find it very suspicious, Tim, that when I was looking up about no fear, I read about a woman who around the same time no fear really took off, had no fear herself. Um, the have no fear. The Norwegian is here. I am trying to look up. Uh, no fear. S- I shirt looked slogans. it up. There's not really anything. There is even one that was like, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take," or whatever. It's like that doesn't have anything to do with like badass. Is that fear. Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, it's they took the Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, sorry. I mean they ran out of things to. Well, we can't even think of bad. one before, besides second place is the first loser, which. I had, by the way, uh-huh. I had that shirt. Yeah, I never came in first place in any like thing in yeah, my but life. You never came in uh, second place either. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> third place is fine. Eighth or ninth place <laughs> doesn't even count. Did not place. Uh, yeah, I'm not a loser at all. Uh, Tim, you it's ever, almost like I wasn't even there. You ever hear about these? Uh, like uh, medical oddities, these people that uh, I know, like a famous one, I forget what his initials were, but they just go by their initials. I don't know. They don't go by them, but like. I know about medical oddities (laughs) as a thing. (laughs) I just remember there's like a medical oddity that um, it was a guy who had the memory of a goldfish. (laughs) Okay, so you said like a 
brain tumor? Yeah, he had like some kind of accident or something, yeah. but he could only remember. It was like memento. Like he literally couldn't, he had no short-term memory. Yeah, of memory. course. Like that, that's a thing. Or he had short-term memory, he couldn't turn it into long-term memory. Okay. Well, there's another woman. It has nothing to do with that. Well, a little bit. Brain injury or brain uh, problem. This woman named S.M., she had a Sarah um, Marshall. Oh, Tim, you're not supposed to dox I people on her. And you were supposed to forget about her. I know, especially now that that movie's going to get buried. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this woman, uh, I, I don't think I have it in my notes, but she had some kind of uh, disease that like affected her amygdala. Okay. Which Whenever anybody's f- like, oh, let me tell you the specific part of the brain, it's like, I just, I just say brain. Well, but do you know about the amygdala? No, I don't know about any. Tim, you're of the here brain. doing a, a show about the amygdala, and you don't know about, uh, or you're doing a show about fear, you don't know about the amygdala. Tell me about the amygdala. It's where fear comes from. Oh. Well, it's, it's that's all you know about it because you read about it in this. That's the part of the brain that people uh, refer to as like the lizard brain, right? That it's like the most primitive part. It's the most basic. Like f- that's where fight or flight comes from. Just very basic like survival our, instincts. Gotcha. Do you? I feel like in the last fifteen years, mm-hmm. there have been so many books and articles written that are like, you know, why we do this? This is actually our caveman brain, and yeah. we evolve. It's like, okay, that's cool. Like, hey, do you know why you like coffee? It's because actually predators used to like have the. It's like, all right, that's. I don't need to know why I like things or why I'm afraid of things. <laughs> You don't want. You have no interest. I don't care about like the evolutionary reason of like. Why don't you care? Because isn't that a little bit interesting? It's a little bit interesting at first, Uh but it's like they apply it to everything about like why you crave certain foods and stuff. It's like, all right, I don't need to know. Like, okay, so like uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago. Uh, you know, man, like had to contend with this. It's like, yeah. all right, just. <laughs> well, I get what you're talking about because there are some articles like that that I feel go a little, a little over. They, they're jumping to conclusions. They're they're also like, even if they're making it up mm-hmm. or it's or it's super true. Yeah, like it doesn't change the fact that like, oh, uh. You know, I get nervous when I go under uh, in the subway under the or like knife. <laughs> <laughs> under the knife. Well, Tim, if you want, uh, you know, you you want to keep looking so beautiful, it's, it's the price, the price you have to pay, the price of the knife. Would you ever get work done, Tom? Uh, probably not. I don't think so. Never say never. But uh, because, like, I think if somebody came to me and they were like. Is uh, like George Clooney's guy, yeah, and, and uh, it's on George. Where I would know he's fitting the bill, foot in the bill. You, like uh, I'm not gonna come out looking like Michael Jackson. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna look where people are like, damn, he looks great for his age. And look at all these other people getting work done. This guy's never gotten anything done. Yeah, but but also the problem with that is that's why you gotta have George Clooney pay for it because. What I've heard, like why it, it makes sense, speaking of brains, uh, you see because, people- Because uh, cavemen were protecting themselves against uh, saber-toothed tigers, <laughs> so they knew that the moon, uh, you know, it's all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever. Sorry, anyway. Um, when you see people with insane plastic surgery that mm-hmm. just looks awful, a lot of times the reason why that's happened is because the person has said, well, I'm paying X amount of money. I better be able to like really see results. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants to pay $20,000 to look five years younger. Right. They want to pay yeah, that. That's to look, pretty cool, though. They want, they want to look 20 years younger. Right. But that doesn't work. You can't do that. You can, but it's... No, you it's, can't. Clo- like, you, Clooney you isn't can, going like, oh, you look 20 exactly. years younger. Yeah. I'm saying you you can try, but yeah, oh, you can try. You, but you can't achieve it, that. Yeah, you yeah. won't pull it off. Uh, yeah, with people that like uh, I don't know, try and get rid of all their wrinkles when they're like 80 years old, 
or people who are bald that all of a sudden have like a full head of hair. Because that's again, cool. I think that's cool. <laughs> but again, you don't want to if you're like going if you're going through something like that. It's an, it, if you're getting like a hair transplant uh-huh. and you're like, all right, give me like uh, 10,000 hairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is what you're going to look like. Uh, they might go like, you know, uh, 15,000 hairs. You might think it's like 50% more. It's actually only 20% more because, you know, a lot of the fees in while we're in there, we got the prices. This. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So then you're I like, thought they were trying to like do math, the funny math about the number of hair follicles. No, but it's just like what, while we've got you opened up, then yeah. we can we can put more in there. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that look like I'm yeah. 20 years old again. And then you come out and you look uh, silly. Yeah. So that's the problem with uh, uh, plastic surgery, Tim. Yeah. I mean, that, that's why I won't get it. Unless I also don't understand why. Like, I don't think bill. civilians need it. Like, I know a guy and his, uh, grew up with him. Mm-hmm. His mom would get a, a facelift once in a while. Yeah. It's like you're just some lady living in a house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need, you don't need like who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get doing it like because it it makes you feel good. Like sure. it makes you feel more confident, but I think a lot of times with that it doesn't. Like Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm not shaming anybody who does. Yeah. I just feel like Ah, we all gotta like normalize. Like we're all gonna like all our faces are gonna hang yeah, on. And like, uh, who are you rotting. that you need to look good? <laughs> who do you think you are? Oh, poor you. If I came in here next week, Tim, uh, smooth as a baby, it wouldn't. Just... Uh, it wouldn't happen like that. You'd have to be like, I've come down with something, <laughs> and like yeah. I wouldn't see you for three weeks while all that. The, yeah, I was just like <laughs> massively swollen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what I was going to say, the the amygdala, Tim, this is why you should care about uh, the brain a little bit. It's where flight or fight comes from. And fight it's or where, flight, more commonly known. It's where fear comes from. Right. And that's one of the big problems with human fear. And I know you uh, have anxiety. I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. That ang- everybody has anxiety to some degree. But it becomes a problem when something, uh, you know, like a social situation triggers your amygdala and your amygdala thinks, oh, this uh, like party that you're walking into where you don't know anyone. So you're a little anxious about it. Uh, The brain doesn't really have like a a great scale of anxiety. So it just is like app, like flip the switch from when uh, like we would see a saber tooth tiger do that reaction to that person, flood them with adrenaline uh, so that they're ready to fight for their life and run, increase their heart rate, increase their breathing. So they're just like, if they're going down, they're going down with a fight. Uh, and it's like, well, no, it's just like a social, I, I, so I think in, for some people knowing that that's what's doing that your amygdala, uh, helps to kind of realize, oh yeah, it's not, I feel like I'm going to die right now where I feel like I'm about to get killed, but it's really just that I have like a, you know, a fear of public speaking. Yeah. This is why I've gotten my amygdala removed. (laughs) Oh, so let me talk about this woman, SM, who uh, she had some like incredibly rare uh, disease that like 400 people have. I think there's like 400 cases, but it uh, it, it's it like ruined her amygdala, basically. So this lady, Tim, she had no fear in 1993. I had no fear Mm. in 1993 as well. Um, So they like did a whole study on her. And they exposed her uh, to snakes and spiders. She didn't care, including tarantulas. And then they uh, took her through like a haunted house. She didn't care. Uh, showed showed her clips. And uh, keep in mind, this ni- wait. Does this make sense? Nineteen ninety three, the Blair Witch Project. No, that doesn't make sense. What this whole thing is bunk. Um, in st- I mean, that might have been like somebody in the Wikipedia article. Uh, so she would not be scared. She would just be interested or curious or excited about them. Uh, but she expressed emotions appropriate to the film content, such as happiness and disgust. Mm-hmm. 
um, researchers. They could have shown her a scarier movie. The Exorcist, Blair Witch, The Shining. Oh, The Exorcist. Oh no, that's what we're reading on books of podcasts. What I'm reading on books of podcasts. Uh, but The Silence of the Lambs, I almost read. Right. Uh, but the, those are scary, and uh, she's not immune to all fear. Uh, along with other patients with oh, it's bilateral amygdala damage. She was f- oh, this is terrifying, Tim. Listen to this. She was found to experience fear and panic attacks of greater intensity than the neurologically healthy controls in response to simulation of the subjective experience of suffocation via carbon dioxide inhalation. Feelings which she and the others described as completely novel to them. So basically, they couldn't find a way to scare this woman. They were like, let's try suffocating her. And she experienced fear for the first time. So then it was like, how much is she being paid for these? Then it was like over the top fear because it was like, I'm going to die. What the fuck is this feeling? I've yeah. never been afraid of dying before. Mm. Um, I, you know they what? They finally I, got that amygdala up and running. Huh? <laughs> they rebooted I, it. Or like, it's like that amygdala is running at like 5% and that's enough that yeah. like the fear of suffocation elicited some response. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, uh, very outgoing, extremely friendly and uninhibited as well as being quote, somewhat coitish. Somewhat what? Coitish. What does that mean? Uh, like, uh, flirty. Oh. Flirt. Like, oh, don't be coy. Oh, wait, can you spell that for me? Or maybe it's croquet, cro- croquettish? C O Q U E T T I S H. I thought it was uh, uh, coitish, uh, and having a, an abnormally high desire and, ten- and tendency to approach others. So, and um, so part of the problem was she could not sense fear in other people, mm-hmm. but also she could not sense danger. And apparently, like, was frequently in very dangerous situations because she just didn't really understand them. And then even when she was in a dangerous situation, she wasn't scared. How old was she? How old was she? Yeah. I think at the time the study was taken, she was, like, in her mid-30s. Okay. So, like, just social cues. Mm-hmm. You have to intellectually understand, right? Like, even if you're not fearful... You know, like when something is dangerous from like I don't living think... for for no because years. she never she wasn't afraid of anything. Yeah, like I'm not afraid. So like she learned, okay, don't touch a hot stove that hurts, but she wasn't afraid of touching it. Yeah, I'm not afraid of touching it. But I think what would I'm happen? I'm not like, whoa, how did that? Well, duh. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times what would it's happen. Like hot. Do not touch. It's not like because I'm afraid of it. It's also like, does it mean that like you don't know that it will hurt you? I think it's you know, but also you're like, you're just I'm not afraid this lady. of it. This lady's anything. a fraud. She, she, <laughs> she wanted to, she was angling for this uh, no fear t-shirt <laughs> like endorsement deal. I don't think so, Tim, because, you know, she didn't even uh, ever reveal her uh, her name. Apparently she was in she had been like, uh, unfortunately, you know, not not a joke. She was in some kind of domestic violence situation, but she had been like held at knife point and at gunpoint. And in all these cases, I think, like made the situation worse because it was like somebody's holding a gun at her and she's like, all right. But she, again... But she doesn't want to die, but she's not afraid of dying. I know, but she knows... I don't think you do know. I think it's hard to, like, wrap your head around. But she knows somebody's pointing a gun at me. Yeah. I've lived... I've seen movies. I've seen John Wick. Yeah. We're... we're, we're <laughs> she hadn't, but yes. I mean, she, it's just as plausible that I she saw, saw the Blair Death Witch. Wish. Yeah. I understand Charles that if somebody pulls the trigger when... Uh, pointing the gun at me mm-hmm. that I could die. Yeah. You understand that. And then I die. All right, whatever. I'm okay, not afraid of, of that. that. Uh, I'm not afraid of dying. 
So I think that that was just kind of what permeated. I think just like never having an an instinct of fear. It, think about how many like stupid things you do if like uh, your gut isn't telling you, hey, don't do that. I mean, that is very true. Like, I guess when like when. I was 18, 19, like when... Yeah, when you think you're when, invincible. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I look back on things that I did. I was like, how was I not... Like, why would I have done that? That, yeah. that could have killed me. It's like, I didn't think it would yeah, kill me. Yeah, and like, I didn't And get, like, it wasn't I that I wasn't get, afraid. It was like, it didn't occur to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. and I think that's what it is to her. It just like, doesn't occur to her. Somebody pulls a gun on her, and I think it was like, oh, this is going to be like a funny story. But like, nothing bad happens to me. I'm not afraid of bad things happening. One of the shirts says, uh, does not play well with others. Wow. And then in parentheses, it seems others have a problem with losing. Brutal. That's, yeah. a, that's a brutal shirt, Timmy. You can make somebody cry wearing that shirt. To err is human. To lose is unheard of. I mean, certainly they've heard of losing. It's unheard of. And then my favorite, you talk the talk. Can you walk the walk? Wow. No fear. Uh, yeah, wear that down to the basketball court, see what happens. Get your ass kicked. Or people are going to walk the walk. Or they're going to stop talking the talk. Yeah. One time I played uh, like a pickup basketball game when I was a teenager. I made a three-pointer. It was <laughs> we retired. <laughs> that was. I think that was like the last pickup game I ever played. Went out on top. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you. Hey, Tom, I hope our listeners aren't uh, don't have a fear of lists. Because we have a lot of lists. We do. We have a few different lists, Tim. Uh, maybe we should start with, uh, should we start with maybe the most common fears? Yeah, as long as it's in list form. It's a list, Tim. Um, this is uh, We've entered the list portion of the episode. This is some of the most common fears in America. Uh, and these... The, Are these not going to be funny? Is no. it going to be like... Having a medical emergency <laughs> no, and not having the funds, uh, <laughs> mass shooting. No, uh, none. Okay. None. Because are... those are the those are the fears that I have. Yeah, and I mean, so, a lot of these fears they are. I wouldn't say they're uncommon. In fact, I would say they're some of the most common. <laughs> as I had said earlier, uh, the first one: public speaking. Okay. Uh, I don't have a fear of public speaking. Don't you though? Don't we all? I have a little bit, but like I, I know of people and, uh, you know, I've heard of people that have a debilitating fear of public speaking that I don't have at all. Like I have, I have a little bit of a fear, but, and especially before we started doing stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't know, I did shit on stage in high school. Like that to me was less fearful than like going into a social situation where I didn't, I'd rather be on stage. Agreed. In front of an audience where I don't know anyone than a social situation where I don't know anyone. Do you feel, I agree, but do you feel as you're getting older Mm -hmm. that um, you have more of a fear 
of being on stage? No, I think if anything, I, I have less of a fear of social situations because I like don't give as much of a shit as yeah. I used to. I have more of a fear of public speaking because I think I realize how like uh, dumb I am. Um, Take like, this long? Yeah, it, you, yeah, you, it you, has. you were dumb. Is I my amygdala doesn't or whatever <laughs> regulates you knowing how dumb you are. Um, when I was young, I was like, I'm the smartest guy alive. <laughs> And now I'm just like, I don't know so much compared to smart people. Yeah, Tim, that would explain why when you were young, you, you held all those symposiums that nobody showed <laughs> exactly. up to. And some people showed up to them. Uh, They're no- all dead now. <laughs> Number two. They fear- died young. Of, uh, none of them had any fear. <laughs> Number two, fear of heights. Do you have a fear of heights? I... Yes, I I've always had a fear of fights. And then one time I went repelling and it got rid of my fear of heights for like 10 years. And now I have a fear of heights again, but it's not as bad as it as it used to be. Hey, I'm not afraid of uh, uh, height. I'm afraid of. Uh, yeah, falling. Fall. Yeah. Um, Hitting the ground. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. of falling. I'm afraid of uh, hitting the ground. Right. Is that the truth? Sure. Um, you know the joke I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah. The joke is, I think, uh, I'm not afraid of falling. I'm afraid Christ, of hitting the ground. Get what the joke is. <laughs> well, you acted like it wasn't a joke, that it was just like a point <laughs> I was making. No. I was just making a no, point no, over no, you. were just misremembering an old, tired joke. <laughs> I remembered it correctly, I think. But the thing about fear of heights, Tom, uh, I think I have a fear of heights, but I'm also freaking thrilled by it i love yeah, a roller coaster yeah. mm-hmm. um i love <laughs> i was gonna say i love a big tall slide but i don't know what i've been in like uh, you big love tall the idea slide. of one yeah uh or like a water slide yeah 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 the big water slide tom that's mm-hmm. when i've been on a big tall slide so i'm thrilled by it mm-hmm. but at the same time i think that thrill yeah. comes from the fear. Yeah, and that's not, again... What does the amygdala have to say about that? Does that also... Is that connected to the fun part of the brain, too? I mean, a part of it is that your amygdala is uh, producing uh, a bit of that fear response, so you're getting the adrenaline. Right, You're right. getting the increased heart rate. You're excited. Uh, the problem is when it goes beyond that. And I think that's true for, for a lot of people that we like having, and that's why like roller coasters don't, they used to scare me a lot because I didn't like not having control. Right. But then you realize how controlled they are. Yeah. Once I realize, oh, this is, it, it's not up to the, the, uh, 15 year old pulling the lever here. Right. Some engineer figured this out to be foolproof. Uh, it's fine. Some 31 year old engineer, uh, <laughs> 25 years ago Tim, figured this they out. They don't let them design roller coasters till they're at the end of their career and they've learned everything. <laughs> Uh, number three, fear of bugs and insects. Are you afraid of bugs? A little bit, but, but again, not debilitating. What are you afraid of when you see a Getting bug? Getting like bit or stung or uh, touching something gross. Yeah, I think that's mostly what it is. Gross <laughs> stuff for me. Yeah, it's mostly just that. I don't it's know if that's gross. a fear. I think that is a natural reaction to like evolutionarily. Yes. Uh, or the cavemen realize, like, the slugs are gross. <laughs> I don't think that that's what... They're not talking about... Cavemen weren't afraid of slugs. They, they weren't afraid. That's what I'm saying. I'm not afraid. I don't think the cavemen were that's afraid. That's how we learned... I think learned, they were like, Ugh. That's how we learned that if you put salt on a slug, it will shrivel Did up and die. Did you do that? Yeah. I know, but isn't that like you tortured a slug? I did that too. Like we did it as a family. It was like, hey, there's a slug out there. Let's pour salt on it and I watch it like under, suffer and like. I was under the impression that it uh, taught the other slugs a lesson. I'm sure it and did. And you would get fewer slugs in general I once know. they saw Nobody that. Nobody wants a slug. Yeah. Uh, number four, fear of flying. Got it. Yeah. You. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, used to have like a real bad fear. Yeah. Of flying. You. 
used to have, I would say, a worse than average. Fear. I think every, not everybody, I guess there are some people that just fly so much, but like people that don't fly all the time for their job or whatever, everybody's got like a little bit of a. Yeah, it's an unusual, like when you're like, oh, you're safer than in a car. It's like, yeah, but I'm in a car all the time. Yeah, I'm not f- frequently 30,000 feet in the air. Yeah. In fact, I, the only time I am is when I'm in one of these things. Usually, yeah. Um, I used to hate the lack of control mm-hmm. until I realized what an idiot I am. And I was like, look. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to I got, this There's plane. like a real grown-up, uh, accomplished grown-up who like studied this and trained for this mm-hmm. doing the thing. Um, they're better at flying the plane than I would be. In what some do I need cases. control? If it's Sully, for example. Yeah. But I was just reading about... Oh, when I get on a plane, I always insist on uh, Chesley (laughs) Sully Sullenberger... Flying it? Flying it. How come, like, one of these billionaires doesn't use their money to be like, guess what, Chesley Sully Sullenberger? You're a billionaire now, too, because I'm paying you to be my private pilot. Yeah. And the, the clout that would come with that... Forget like Jeff Bezos building the biggest yacht ever. If he was like, I'm so rich, fucking Sully flies my planes. Yeah. Nobody's going to kill me. If I were Sully, I'd stop flying. He did. Yeah, well, he stopped because <laughs> he didn't need a job. He's like, I'll write a book or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, he was like, I think he was close to retirement age anyway. But like, he's still like flying around in planes, right? What do you mean? Like, like for fun? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's still... Uh... I wouldn't do that shit. Because, <laughs> like, what happens if you pl- if you crash the plane? And then, I, like, you know, you should be revered upon your right, death as but, a hero it's because be like of the miracle. Like an Henry story. <laughs> and, like, people are going to be like, well, I guess that guy wasn't worth shit after all. Well, I guess the, those birds eventually got to sell it. Yeah, looks like uh, he got lucky that one time. Yeah. Well, Tim, the fact that you think like that is what separates you from Sully. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I fully recommend. I fully recommend that. I, feel like I fully recommend Sully. I fully recommend the movie <laughs> Sully, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, number, Still haven't seen it. it. It's not. It's not. Good. It's uh, even having Tom Hanks. It's yeah. still like because they have just to have him play himself. They have to create a conflict, so it's the whole movie is like, oh boy, the the, the FAA, the FAA is going after him. When it's like, no, the entire world lifted this guy up on yeah. uh, their shoulders. I think they didn't investigate it. No, like <laughs> the FAA like, needed ah, cool guy. All like right. they needed to hold a hearing because there was a fucking plane crash, but it was like a, I don't know, like a two day hearing where they were like. We find the defendant a hero <laughs> <laughs> and and marched him out of there yeah, singing, uh, uh, he's a jolly good fellow. Uh, number five, fear. Uh, oh, I've got this one. Fear of tight or confined spaces, claustrophobia. Yeah. I don't ever want to be alive in a coffin. <laughs> that goes, Tim, I'd say that's probably a wish most people have. Um, I... I don't have like claustrophobia in like elevators or tunnels or anything like that. Really, when I have claustrophobia is if I can't move my body. Uh huh. Like if I'm and not not in like I don't really care that much. I don't like crowds, but I'm not afraid of crowds. But if I'm in a physical space where I can't turn, like watching videos of people uh, going in those caves. Mm-hmm. Where they're like having to like hold their breath and pull themselves forward. Oh my god! Yeah, um, that is uh, like an unbelievable nightmare scenario for me. That I would never ever, if I if I ever physically got stuck somewhere, I think I'd like die. Have you of ever fright. been? Uh... Yeah. Uh, did you ever get um, pushed into a pull-out couch when you were a kid? 
No, but I can see that that would, uh, yeah, that would trigger that kind of and thing. And like a sleepover or something, you're messing around with your friends. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The pullout catches it. Like, let's fold Tommy up yes. in there. Yeah, I do remember now because I didn't go I caught my kid doing that shit. I'd be like, listen, man, this is going to ruin oh, your whole I'm life. I'm sure the pullout couches it. nowadays, Tim, yeah. they probably call 911 automatically <laughs> if you do that. Kids are too soft, if you ask me. Tom, <laughs> related to that. Mm-hmm. Agoraphobia mm-hmm. is kind of uh, people are like, oh, it's afraid of being uh, outside. outside. But yeah, I was reading about this too. Go ahead. What it really kind of is, and correct me if I'm wrong. This is something I've been saying for like 15 years because I heard it like mm-hmm. on the radio at some point. So I probably bastardized. Always it. repeating stuff from <laughs> you've heard from the radio. <laughs> um, is that uh, it's more of like a fear of something happening yes and not being able to get help or get exactly yes and like that's like i think like my fear of flying Mm -hmm. was like partially agoraphobia because it wasn't like you weren't afraid of a plane it was if something else happened if something happened to me if i had a medical emergency right or there was a terrorist on the plane and i couldn't get help right Mm -hmm. and like I think that's a thing like when people like go into this, like I had a a panic attack situation on like 15 years ago on the subway where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'd get all nervous. It's like, oh yeah, I'd be afraid of like it stopping between stations and And then then something happening. And then I can't get out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Very funny stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely, it it is kind of messed up that that that's the idea uh, that everybody thinks about agoraphobia when... I I definitely don't have this all the time, but there have been a few times where I've been in a situation and I've thought, oh, what if this happened? Oh, yeah. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. There's no way out of this. Uh, and yeah, that that's terrifying. Uh, so I get that's it. constant. That's just a constant drumbeat. Tim, you what said you, you had a list of your top fears. Yeah. Would you like to maybe go through that list of uh, your top fears? Yeah. and Because uh, I feel like a lot of the fears I'm talking about, I mean, I'm going over the most common fears, and not only are they uh, common, but it's like it, we all get it. We all get why like snakes are scary to most people. snakes are scary, Tom. But you get why they're scary to most people. Poisonous ones? Any kind of snake. That if you just come across a snake, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. I'm personally not afraid of like a, a garden a gardener snake. You don't even know what they're called. Yeah. That's how little respect I have for them. <laughs> that's how little uh, brain power I have. I never really got what the deal with gardener snake. Where I was like, wait a minute. They're just like snakes that live in the suburbs sometimes? Yeah. And they're just not hurting anybody. Literally, Hurt, not hurting they're anybody. Hurting your garden? I don't think so. They probably eat like oh, they probably help. That's yeah. why they're called gardener yeah. snakes, not garden eating snakes. Tom, I compiled a list of just my top five non-death fears. <laughs> top five out of uh, three hundred ninety-eight <laughs> fears. Yeah, and like death, of course, is always going to be the fear. It's going to be right? up there, right? Yes, of course, the so, fear of death. Yeah. Uh, so number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping off something really high. Um, you ever no. like? I am so afraid. Tom, mm-hmm. we've been hiking at like uh, Yosemite together. Yes. Mm-hmm. The group. It's not like you and I took a vacation. At Yosemite. <laughs> right. You been, ever been up on like a high roof or something where it's like, and you're just like, you're afraid that like I could jump and I yeah. might just jump because yeah, I could. You're you're more afraid of your intrusive thought. Yeah. Of like. Yeah, that happens to me all the time that I think I would never do this, but I could right now. And in like 0.7 seconds from now, my life's over and everybody I know is devastated based on one action that will never make sense to anyone. Exactly. And also like it would be so easy for it to happen. Like as much as like uh, as easy as it is to like make the decision like. I'm going to change the channel on the mm-hmm. television and watch something else. I could just like radically. Yes. Well, yeah. and that, you know, a lot of people that survive uh, like uh, suicide attempts off of like bridges and stuff. 
that's that's the story they tell that they're like the instant that like my foot was still touching the bridge yeah. when I realized, whoa, my God, that was the yeah. worst. And that, you know, that's not necessarily intrusive thoughts. It's it's something else. But uh, yeah, nobody wants to. Uh, Halloween uh, month. Jump, jump off things. Yeah. Uh, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, choking on food when nobody's around. Ooh, yeah, I have that fear sometimes. <sighs> yeah, it's usually after a close call, right? You're like, man, that yeah. could have been bad. Yeah, I remember once when I was uh, living alone. Like, yeah, I forget what I even choked on, but like, it took it took like a it took a minute to like get it up, <sighs> and I was like, uh, not to get an erection mind you when i said get it up i was erect immediately when it happened of course i mean that's that's the amygdala <laughs> doing its work that's the amygdala response is gonna <laughs> um but yeah uh i remember having at least though in new york city it was like i could go into the hallway and bang on doors yeah. maybe There's still the fear that like i won't even get to that point but uh but yeah especially you're living alone it's like who calls in a wellness check and how long does yeah, that take? Yeah, it's going to take at least a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, number three, mm-hmm. eating a slug or something similar <laughs> in a restaurant meal. Oh, like you order a salad and you don't realize a slug. Yeah, there. or something gross and slimy like a slug. Yeah. That's the only uh, bug that I'm afraid of, Tom. A slug? Or something yeah. that I'm going to eat in a restaurant meal. And I don't even care if it's like, if it's a fly or whatever, I'll <laughs> eat a fly. I don't care. Tom, I've found a hair in a restaurant meal. I'll keep going. Who gives a shit? We all yeah, have hair. Yeah, I kind of don't really care if I find mm. a hair in a meal lately. Yeah. Like, maybe if it's like baked inside, it's a little gross. But like, if it's on top of it, it's like, oh, I'll just mm. brush that off. I mean, I tell myself, like, <laughs> you, know, you get your brush and you go, I'm going to make it pretty. <laughs> yeah, and I, I make a little locket. I put it in my locket. It's all the hairs I found in my food. Um, Number two. Mm hmm. Choking on food when people are around. That's uh, the embarrassing. embarrassment. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's even worse than dying. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't even know how to eat. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, the number one fear, death. <laughs> Wasn't death also number five? This is the lesson, Tom. This is mm-hmm. the top five non-death fears. But death always finds a way. Yeah. It always even, sneaks in. Even you if can't, you're not thinking about it. You can't escape death, Tom. No. Mm-mm. Even in a non-death list. Yeah, but you think like maybe though, maybe I mean, I'll it's be never the first been proven guy that I can die. <laughs> exactly. I get that everybody else has died. <laughs> Literally everybody. But who knows? Uh, Tim, here's some of my fears. I realize that all my fears are. Uh, no, I guess some of these aren't uh, death-related fears, but the first one is uh, frigophobia—the fear of freezing to death. Mm. I don't want to freeze to death. If I, I don't, yeah. If I die. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you go like? Uh, yeah, apparently it's like kind of peacefully. Or something. Yeah. yeah, but if I, I that's don't. a cool thing. Maybe that's the amygdala too, where it's like, oh, this guy's gonna, this guy's gonna die, and it's gonna be unpleasant, like. Send out all the endorphins. Yeah, you know what? We can't take them Have with a good us. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. My next fear: phasmophobia. Ghosts. Mm. Fear Are you really ghosts. afraid of ghosts? Um. Not day to day. But if somebody told me you have to sleep in this room tonight, and by the way, it's haunted, and there's like evidence that it's haunted. Mm-hmm. I, then I'll be afraid to sleep in there. There was, and I'll be afraid of having nightmares, fully knowing that just that fear is going to make a nightmare. So now I'm afraid of a nightmare, and then you're afraid of a nightmare. You're afraid that tonight I'm going to have a nightmare, and like <laughs> I'm going to wake up and be like, "Yeah, that's why I keep the light on." <laughs> um, let me ask you this: uh, nightmares. Is it doesn't it suck you like sometimes you have like such a vivid nightmare and then you wake up and it's like I gotta do a regular day I have to pretend like uh, that trauma didn't happen to me because it didn't but it feels like it did I haven't had a nightmare since I was six years old and it wow. was like I vaguely remember it's a monster that ate socks 
in my backyard, and I just fed it socks, and it was fine. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, Tom, uh, about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. a bunch of us got a got a house. Yes. Um, an Airbnb. Yes. And like somebody did the research mm-hmm. and found out that uh, there had been a murder in that house, and like not yeah, like a yeah. hundred years ago, like no, it was twenty like years the, ago yeah. or something, right? Uh-huh. Like, were you afraid of ghosts in that house, or did that make you uneasy? No, that made me. I think because there were so many people in the house, uh, it made me more excited than anything. Because I was like, if there's a ghost. And so many young children. <laughs> yeah. If there's a ghost, it can't go after the kids, of course. Uh, it's not going to know that I scare just as easily. It's going to go for the, the easy marks. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't afraid. I'm only afraid of ghosts if I'm alone. If I'm with somebody mm. else, come on. Uh, come at me, ghosts. You only got to be uh, faster than the other person, right? Exactly. Is that how the joke goes? Tim, uh, my next fear, exophobia. Fear of extraterrestrial abduction. I thought you're not afraid of that. Not in the city. But I am when I'm camping. But don't wouldn't you want to be abducted temporarily? No. Really? No. Why? Why would I? So you could have the experience and be like, I met aliens. So I can have an experience that like nobody will ever believe. And I I'll be I believe you. I'd be confused about it like forever. Yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't want it. Something to do. If I meet them, I want them to be. Like, Not everything is going to be freaking rainbows and puppies, my if friend. If they're going to abduct me, listen, I'll sign an NDA, guys. Just tell me what the deal is. Tell yeah. me who you are, where you're from, why you're here. Just maybe they first will. date kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all. You want to date the aliens, <laughs> Tim? Maybe I've already signed an NDA, and I know all mm. these things. Uh, my next one, this, uh, I have two here, Tim, that do not have actual names. Okay. One is getting stuck in the gears of a machine. (laughs) (laughs) You you ever afraid of getting stuck in the gears of a machine? Yeah. Or like falling into an elevator. Yeah. Or like. <laughs> yeah. Industrial accident. I yeah. Think, and, uh, industrial accident. Some yeah. kind of like I fall in the like a mixer and it, uh, you know, makes me into M&Ms or something like yeah. that. Uh, that horrifies me. I don't want to be in an, in an industrial accident like that. <laughs> me neither. Like a chemical spill I share or that something fear, Tom. or a fire. Yeah. I don't want that either, but it's less horrific than. Than just being You'd rather die in a made fire into than, food than fall into in the M and M's machine. Uh, I think so. Huh. I'd rather be. I'd rather live as an M M&M, and M because there's a chance that I could say. I don't think you understand what the M M&M and M machine does. <laughs> does exist. You're imagining you fall into the M M&M and M machine and a Tim size M and M comes out <laughs> with <laughs> arms and legs. Yeah. And it like, yeah, it's like to have to live the rest of my life that way. But like, uh, yeah, I'd have the, you know, fun the personality. candy shell yeah. keeping you safe. Um, uh, next one that does not have a name. You know it. I know it. Uh, I'm afraid of people that are taller than me, yeah. like substantially taller than mm-hmm. me, which is not that an doesn't have a thing. thing. That's not a thing. Not that I could find. You should be studied, Tom. You could just be like <laughs> S.M., uh, from the first segment. I know, Tim. I, I've been contacting the local colleges for years, telling them, yeah, you got to get me in for a study, guys. Instead of not being afraid of things, you're afraid of the... <laughs> I don't know. You're the only guy afraid of one thing. No, it's... Ah, the I, world's big... The, mo- the, girl, the, the world's most unique coward. <laughs> hey, it's better than being a common one. <laughs> And it's not people, because this happens sometimes when we do live shows. Somebody will come up to me, and they're like an inch or two taller, and they're like, uh, uh, give me your wallet. <laughs> no, they'll ask, like, does this scare you? Are you afraid of me? I'm like, no, it's not that. It's like 6566 six, six and above, because mm. it's so rare that you see somebody that tall. It just kind of, it makes me uneasy. Yeah. You got a weird height thing, Tom. I wonder what that's about. Well, they don't have a name for it. it. 
and then report back to me what they say. Uh, my next fear, I have two more. Uh, Amidophobia, which is fear of vomiting. Oh, really? Actually, I don't really have it anymore, but there was a, a time where I, like... The idea of, I guess, like, you know, when, when it's I unpleasant, would, sure. Yeah. But are you afraid of it? Like, uh, just because you try to avoid something. Mm-hmm. Are you I calling think, that a fear? I think when I was younger, like in college and like, you know, a little outside of college, uh, when I had like thrown up the first couple of times, maybe from drinking, I that it didn't give me a fear of like being drunk. It, but it gave me a fear of throwing up that I was like, I, I just don't want to throw up. I hate yeah. the way it feels. But yeah. It, but again, not an irrational fear. Right. The last one I do have, I guess not an irrational fear. Again, I think this is uh, fairly common. Uh, Tephalophobia? Tephalophobia. Tephala. Use your words, Tom. Tephophobia. There's no L. Taphophobia. Uh, the fear of being buried alive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I said it. Don't want to be in a coffin unless I'm dead. Uh, being in a coffin's okay to me, but being buried. Well, and what again, if the coffin th- is buried. That's the assumption. Yeah, yeah. If the coffin's buried, I don't. Then all bets are off. Yeah, no. I'm I no, mean, Dave no Navarro longer. style, I would sleep in a coffin. <laughs> of course. Uh, I, you know what? I wouldn't sleep in a coffin. I'd be too afraid of some kind of mix up where I yeah. get buried. I wonder if Dave Navarro there, Dave Navarro famously sleeps in a coffin. Is that right? I think, I think he's, I saw that in an MTV news story in 1994. He's too old to be sleeping in a coffin. I now. mean, this was he's, 30 years ago. So maybe yeah, he's, he's old and he's, <laughs> he's rich. He's got a temper pedic nowadays. Yeah. He wasn't, he, he's old and he's rich. He wasn't sleeping in a coffin. He's like, can't afford a bed. <laughs> this is the, this is the cheapest no, maybe it was just way a, I could sleep. May, I'm sorry, but, uh, JP Moneybags. I don't have the money to buy maybe a big fancy bed. He had the money for a bed, but not the money for a bigger bedroom. So he uh, had to resort to a coffin. Yeah, probably. I'd be fine sleeping in a coffin, Dave Navarro style, but I, yeah, I don't want to be buried. But again, I think it just comes down to claustrophobia that what I'm terrified of is being buried and knowing it and not being able to get help. Yeah. Not being able to tell baby. anyone. Yeah. All right. Everything's just agoraphobia. I, Dressed look, up I in just, different. I need to be able to get help whenever I need it instantly, uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't think... As long as it's not embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I need to know that they, that's up to me. They'll do it. Yeah. And then being embarrassed is my problem. But if I call and I'm like, hey, come rescue me, if they were, if they said, no, you'll be too embarrassed, I'm like, no, I get to decide that. But that definitely happened Like when we were in Yosemite. Some of the hikes we were on, especially when we were like up in the... Uh, like peaks of mountains mm-hmm. i definitely did think uh like if i fell and twist my ankle what's gonna happen and and that i guess was more along the, the embarrassment line yeah it, um i didn't expect like yeah i guess all these tourists will leave and i'll just die up here yeah. overnight no like if you fell and twisted your ankle like there were what Six of us hiking. Yeah, and there are rangers and everything. And like, like it would have taken a while to yeah, like hike back sucked. out with you like uh leaning on like us taking turns yeah. having you lean on us. Especially if I was screaming the whole way. Yeah. Going, it's not fair. <laughs> not fair. It should have been you. <laughs> if you like the show, you can find out more at TCGTE.com. You can check out our uh Social media links there, our Discord, our Reddit. You can follow me on social media at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Check out patreon.com slash complete guide for, uh, especially with Halloween month coming up. Tim, I'm reading The Exorcist. Yeah, it came down to The Exorcist versus Silence of the Lambs. Very close. I actually, I haven't downloaded the, the, the like, raw data. I think it was like one vote. 
it, it. it had to have been that close because it was one percentage point and like, a, I don't know, a few hundred people voted maybe. The consensus was they wanted you to read and not me. And yeah. a lot of people said it's because they didn't think I would read the book. Yes. I don't know if it's because I was too scared or I have a history of not reading the book when I get bored with it. Yeah, I think it's probably the latter is probably uh, people's primary concern. But hey, it's not your concern because the decision's been made. Patreon.com slash complete guide to get uh, those epi- upcoming episodes. You get all the back episodes. Uh, it's great. It's, You're reading The Exorcist. I'm reading The Exorcist. I'll watch The Exorcist. I think we'll both probably watch it. We'll maybe go I, see the new one. I kind of want to go see the new one. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch the old one and the new one. Maybe we'll watch every horror movie ever made. I, let's do that. Uh, Tim, any uh, any fears to go out on? No, I'm like... Do you have phobophobia? What's phobophobia? The fear, fear of fears? fears? No, not really. That that's a that would be like a good uh, title for a horror movie, The Fear of Fears. Yeah, what is it though? It could be anything. Yeah, just a guy that's like killing, killing. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would just be a guy that's afraid of everything and like needs to like I don't know. No, oh, you're thinking like a like a quirky movie or something. No, I was just thinking like a guy that needs help. <laughs> Okay, it's a, a very serious movie. Yeah, it's like sad even. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I, yeah, that's so far gone, he's beyond help. I was looking up uh, like a bunch of uh, weird phobias. And the thing is, you can have a phobia about anything. You know, you have a bad experience with something. Uh, Slugging your Especially salad. like a traumatic experience. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, uh, one that I guess is kind of going along with... Uh, with what we were talking about. I can't find it out, but there's a, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a fear of getting a peanut butter stuck on the roof of your mouth. See, that's just taking, it's, but, uh, but I could see like choking on that, being afraid I see, of that. like not wanting that to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. When does that become a fear? And also once it's a fear, then it's like, okay, well don't eat peanut butter then. And it's like, okay, plenty of people don't eat peanut butter. People have peanut allergies. Some people just don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I think everybody likes peanut butter. Like agoraphobia is going to interfere with your life, like hardcore agoraphobia. But uh, like this isn't you're you're going to be able to like go to work still and stuff. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. Just eat the peanut butter. Freaking just coward! Lick it. It'll eventually come off. You just have to do that. Happy Halloween month, everybody. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.